So, uh, Jams, um, in the chat, first sends his regrets, won't be able to attend this evening. I was just uh, wondering about internal team dynamics, uh, specifically around uh, any difference in, in opinion regarding the path forward, the barn raise, et cetera. Um, how have those disagreements been handled? Have they brought the team closer? Um, questions along those lines. And he says, no wrong answers. Well, it's actually a great question. It, it, it's funny. If anything, the thing we would have commented on prior to this when you when you prefaced us was how amazing it's been to watch all of the contributors to Beanstalk and Beanstalk Farms just rally together in an incredible way over the past week. And uh, I don't... I'll just speak from my perspective. It feels like... Uh, everyone is much closer and much, uh, I mean, it's just like a, an incredible thing to witness in terms of output quality and communication and organization. It's like everyone's just, everyone's delivering. It's really amazing. So, uh, have been just amazed and impressed and, uh, grateful to be surrounded by so many amazing individuals. And I would add to that, um, watching the chat in the different Discord channels, we actually had a, a separate server for a little while that's since been uh, mothballed and, and a lot of robust discussion in a lot of different places. Um, it's been really impressive eh, to watch so many members of the community start to think really dynamically about how um, to approach this, this particular problem. The other uh, thing that I've been really interested to watch as I've <clears throat> watched discussions happen um, is individuals that have had sometimes very uh, different opinions about the right move. And, and I would say that I think we've, we've seen a lot of folks that have had different paths and suggestions, many of which are viable, go through the process, make those suggestions, have good, robust discussion, but still be willing to, once the decision is made, to to rally around that decision and not necessarily be sore because their solution wasn't picked or you know it's not exactly what they had envisioned or hoped for we've seen a lot of folks give input and then you know know that they've been listened to but as things have progressed been more than willing to say oh okay this this solution that we're working towards is viable as well so i'm going to give it give it my support So looking through the chat, next um, in the in the Q&A uh, chat, we've got Warthog with a couple questions. Um, first question, are we, gonna, are we going to make the uh, win unpaused date vote part of the um, part, part of the barn raise snapshot vote? So hold on, I messed up my mic one sec. No, you're good. Can if you hear you me now? I can hear you just perfectly. If you want me to rephrase that, I, I think... No, we're good. You good. So, definitely think that the unpaused vote is separate from the structure of the barn raise, and so it should probably be a separate snapshot. Uh, furthermore, uh, the decision on when to unpause it 
is probably highly influenced by the amount of funds the barn raise is able to recapitalize. And so uh, it makes sense to have that be a separate snapshot after after the barn raise, in our opinion. But that's you know up for discussion whether that should be voted on sooner rather than later as well. But from our perspective, there's no reason to commit. And, you know, that that would be it. Um, the did you ask all three questions or just the first one, Rex? I forget. Yep, just got just got the first one. If you want me to go to the second one, more than happy to. Or if you want to keep going, you're more than welcome to. No, you. Why don't you prompt us? Didn't mean to sure. get ahead of ourselves. No, no problem at all. So Warhog's next question. This is a really good one. It's one that's gone through my mind as well. Are we going to be able to check our prior bean balances at some point in time before the barn raise? Um, they would like to reconcile their balances before a possible haircut for, for tax purposes. So circulating beans is a little bit harder to do, but in terms of any of the assets that were in beanstalk prior to the attack, uh, that shouldn't be too hard. Right now, the main problem is just that the website is failing on load, and therefore it's... Uh, you know that once the website can can run effectively or load uh, without crashing, all of that data is still there. So uh, it's a matter of when, uh, but that should be available at some point. Uh, you're circulating beans and stuff because uh, they may have been traded or sold and stuff. It's a little bit harder to restore the state there, whereas all of the bean stock information is still stored uh, for the most part. So there is a little bit of additional complexity there, but, uh, you know, hopefully that clarifies it. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. And the understanding, I, I would say that, I guess my expectation is, you know, it's just as a, as a user is that, yeah, that the picture of stock seeds pods, those assets, those assets seem like they'd be relatively easy to wrap wrap our hands around. And to your point, circulating, I I I don't personally count on having any circulating balance. But that's just me. And maybe I mean I don't know if that's a wise thing for members of the community to to approach it. Uh, a wise way for them to approach it as well. But at least that's you know in my opinion that's where I'm personally starting from. Um, Warthog's third question was, can you speak to multi-sig management and specific security priorities for the benefits of everyone on the call? Sure. Uh, this is actually one of the things that is a new problem for the DAO to solve and requires a significant amount of additional thought from everyone that's going to be involved in the process of being on the multi-sig wallet or involved in the multi-sig wallet, even if they're not a key holder. And this is something that should be weighed in on by a variety of different external sources. So uh, Beanstalk Farms has already reached out to uh, uh, Ohm uh, to inquire about the procedure around their multi-sig wallet. And this is something that the auditors that are working on Beanstalk will also hopefully be able to advise on best practices and such. And in short, over the next couple of 
uh, weeks between now and whenever Beanstalk gets restarted, the hope would be that there's formal documentation published on best practices for key holders for Beanstalk. So uh, this is highly important from our, our perspective uh, and something that uh, there seems to be a very high amount of focus on from uh, you know people that are working on Beanstalk and via Beanstalk Farms and externally that might also be on the wallet, if that makes sense. So very high priority and the expectation should be that there's some additional documentation coming uh, you know, before Beanstalk restarts. All right, good stuff. So next, um, Austin dropped a handful of um, questions into the chat. Um, I'm going to read those as well as possible now. So first is, um, these actually come from the questions channel. Um, <clears throat> so Sparkle Pony via Austin asks, uh, can the vote on the timeline for Beanstalk restart happen before the barn raise? Well, anything is possible, right? Ultimately, it's up to the DAO to decide uh, on that, uh, both what the timeline on the restart should be and on what the timeline on deciding on the restart should be. And to some extent, you don't want to get like analysis paralysis where now it's like, well, what about deciding on deciding on deciding? So uh, to some extent, I uh, think that it makes sense for there to be some additional discussion. See, it's already starting to take place in the classroom chat channel around uh, the pros and cons of when this should start. But ultimately, the DAO needs to decide uh, both when to start and on the timeline for when to decide on when to start. All right, and kind of um, in that same vein, though, on a slightly different topic, uh, Sparkle Pony's second question via Austin is, will there be multiple options to vote on regarding structure of the barn raise, or is the proposed structure more or less final? Uh, unclear. Uh, our understanding is that Beanstalk Farms was intending on submitting an entire proposal. Uh, and that that is outlined in the barn raise uh, or the path forward document. And that document, I think, has been continuously updated as the plans have changed. So our expectation would be that there will be one proposal that people can vote yay or nay on. Uh, but, you know, not not 100 percent sure. Fair enough. Okay. Um, next question is, is also from James through Austin in the questions channel. James is back. Um, so James asks, do we know how long the Halborn audit will take or do they generally provide a timeline? And James caveats that by saying, hey, you know, understand that not all, not all audits are the same, not all code, code's the same, but do we have any general thoughts on what, what the timeline So they quote, be? they quoted around eight weeks. Uh, so they said it'll be around eight weeks and it may be a little bit less than that given the circumstances of being stuck, but it'll be around eight weeks. All right. Good to know. Okay. So next question I have in the chat. Um, 
It's from Chai Kitty. Silo Chad actually got in and answered this question. Um, Publius, I don't know if you can see Chai Kitty's question. Uh, and if you want me to ask it since Austin, are, or I'm sorry, not Austin, since Silo Chad already got it, or if we want to keep rolling. Defer to you, sir. Mm hmm. Not the answer I was hoping for, Bublius. <laughs> um, how about you know? You know, it's worth it's worth it. Um, so, um, I will. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll ask it. Um, so uh, it's multi multi part question. So they ask, are silo assets subject to the vesting schedule but not circulating beans? First, That's the first part of the question. So circulating beans will also uh, be subject to the ripening process or the vesting over time. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, as a follow-up to that, Chai Kitty asks, to prevent immediate withdrawal of circulating beans, which would be restored to some percentage of their pre-exploit quantities, would it make sense to automatically deposit all of these into the silo such that they can be placed under this vesting schedule, the same vesting schedule, and in the meantime, yield some percentage of new bean mints? So... It they will be subject to the vesting schedule, but you'll also have the ability to deposit them in the silo, in which case they'll still be subject to the vesting schedule, but they'll be able to participate in bean seniorage. So would they, as a, as a follow-up to that, would they participate in that seniorage process um, under, under the percentage allocated through the vesting schedule or under, the full, under their full amount? Maybe that maybe I'm not wording that question right, but I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. I don't understand. There's both every for both circulating and deposited assets. There's both the haircut and the vesting schedule. Yeah. So if so, maybe maybe I can put it better this way. If um, let's say I've got 100 beans that are subject to the vesting schedule, and that vesting schedule is 100 day, one percent per day vesting. But it's not. It's a function of the pod line. Right, the it's not a one percent per day. It's uh, oh, I, uh, a function right. of the barn raise pod line. Yep, this I, is that, one of the things that's changed. Yep, that's a detail that's changed. Uh, all right, um, I'm wondering if the same. Okay, so um, same scenario with yeah, without the the one percent per day subject to the to the pod length of the pod line. If my um, if my assets that are going through the vesting process, if I've got circulating beans that I choose to deposit into the silo that are that are subject to the vesting process, are they? Oh, whoa, my watch! Stop. Sorry, my watch decided that it wanted to talk to me. Anyway, um, so if if I've got um, circulating beans that I put into the silo. And they're subject to the vesting schedule based on length of the pod line. Are they are those beans during the vesting period? Are they earning seniorage based on 
their vest. It'll be the belt. full BDV, the full stock. So you gotcha. get the that's you. There's a high incentive to deposit them. Yep, that's exactly what I was was trying to ask. Perfect. Yep that that settles it in my mind. Yeah. So yeah, to your point, definitely, definitely a big advantage to deposit those. Okay, so next in the chat, Alex writes, um, so Alex says, uh, it's great people are coming together, um, but we're likely in a bit of an echo chamber. What's your viewpoint on the... Uh, on the temperature outside of the organization, um, have we been seeing? You know, how's the how's the the outside world been reacting in general to what's been going on with Beanstalk? So, I, you know, it's very hard to answer this because, on the one hand, it's very exciting to see the amount of outside interest in Beanstalk, but don't want to shill it and make it seem like, you know, there's going to be a line out the door for this thing. It's unclear. So there's a ton of interest. The sharks are circling. Don't know how much of that gets converted into actual demand for the fundraiser or the barn raiser, but the concept is that in terms of eyes looking at Beanstalk, I think it's increased dramatically uh, as a function of this. So uh, hard to speculate, but it's encouraging at least that people are taking Beanstalk very seriously. All right, so Chai Kitty has a follow-up um, from that earlier question. Um, so about the vesting schedule and you know depositing beans in the silo, can anything be done? Can anything be done with uh, beans in the vesting schedule? So meaning, um, so we were just talking about the idea of putting them into the silo. Uh, can they be used to? Can they use, be used to sew pods? Are there other functions that those beans can be used for while they're still in the vesting schedule that would keep them inside of the protocol? So that's actually a really great question. Um, you'll, you should be able to deposit them, uh, but the idea that you'd be able to sew them is probably not reasonable. Uh, hadn't thought about that previously, but don't think that makes sense. And similarly, if you use them in the marketplace, well, let's say you're buying pods with vesting beans. Does the person that bought them, are they now subject to the vesting schedule? And if you own pods, then can you just sell yourself your vesting beans and then get a, get around the vesting schedule? So... Uh, don't think for the field or marketplace it'll work, but for the silo, it it, it could work. Yep, that's fair. Yeah, and just kind of to touch on that a little bit more, you know, the plan is to basically have four assets whitelisted in the silo at restart, and you know, two of those assets would be time lock beans and time-locked LP, the other two being normal beans and normal LP. So the plan is to allow, you know, kind of vesting assets to be deposited into the silo. 
Good stuff. All right. Um, <clears throat> so next question. See a lot of chat going on in the in the classroom chat, which always is great. Um, sometimes a little hard to pick out the questions. Uh, so next one I see is from uh, the Gilfoil. Um, and I, Publius, I know that you answered this question just a little bit below, but I think it's worth worth um, answering verbally too because it's, it's, it's a good one. It's, and I think it's something that um, has been talked about a little bit off and on. It's always worth repeating. Um, <clears throat> if there's a new contract with a new bean token, is there any risk in people... Uh, continuing to use the old one, um, and is this something that we need to educate people about? Well, it does kind of stink uh, because you're you're always going to have the token out there, and it's non-upgradable. It doesn't have pause capabilities. Like it's it's just out there. So the best thing to do is to just deprecate it in any of the places that might cite it. So Etherscan being the primary one, and otherwise, you know, there's not too much you can do, really. All right. Okay. So looking through seeing lots of stuff came in. So, question question from AJ Peichel. Um, can we get a little bit of additional clarity around if the pause or unpause is dependent on capital raised and, and why, if it is? Well, it's up to the DAO to decide what it's dependent on, right? This is, there's a lot of different factors that go into when when it might make sense for Beanstalk to restart. Um, and the comfort, the comfort uh, with the security of Beanstalk prior to having it audited twice, uh, which is going to be happening imminently, you know, that's up to the DAO to decide ultimately. So uh, whether or not to do it prior to or after the capital raise is also up to the DAO. And why that might make a difference, you know, there's a lot of different reasons. So why people may have a preference one way or another. See, there are a lot, there's a lot of different discussion happening in the chat and I think that's, you know, illustrative of some of people's ideas. All right. Next, um, IPO asks, do we still have engagements with Luna and Serotonin? And will they be covering the recovery story along with um, the the barn raising? Just expand a little bit on on where we're at with Luna and Serotonin. 
So maybe mod can give better color on this. Honestly, oh. have no idea. Yeah, uh, there he is. Yeah, take I, it can, away. I can answer that. Uh, we are still engaged with both. Uh, we are contracted with them till the end of the month. Uh, Luna has been uh, more engaged with us, uh, so the press releases that are out uh, are through Luna. Uh, uh, Serotonin, we're still, you know, uh, just like on high level, but uh, we don't expect really much. Uh, we know that you know, it will be done by the end of the month, so, you know. Um, that's about it, but we're still engaged with both uh, for that. All right, thank you, sir. Not okay. everyone is sticking around. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's how it goes sometimes. So the B man, I'm gonna talk about a name. I'm gonna not pronounce right. The B, the Bean Delorean. Oh, Bean Delorean, like Mandalorian. I get it. I get it. Um, maybe we call them Beando as a nickname. Uh, so Bean Delorean asks or says suddenly if already sorry if already asked and answered is there an update on the bonus for the barn raise i heard there was a bonus uh for early submissions um but you would lose that bonus if if you change the weather so there was a lot of discussion happening today uh in the discord around the structure of the bonus and what made the most sense and the the long and the short of it is that the thought is 3% per day don't think that's really changed that's been the working number for a couple of days and no one's really suggested anything different but the main question is whether or not to have the bonus be on the like basically a multiplier on the weather or whether to be a added to the weather effectively so uh the scale of the the scale of the uh of the bonus if that makes sense relative to the bid and that's the main thing that's in question but uh the general structure would still be Something like 21% the first day, 18% the second day, and so on for seven days until 3%. And the only question is whether that will be, uh, you know, additional uh, or uh, multiplicative. All right. Okay. More good chat in the classroom chat. So next question I see is um, from Mew Mew. And if I missed anybody in between, definitely drop something in the chat. But Mew Mew asks, outside of Luna, etc., are you in chats with any other actively managed treasuries? So Luna, Mod was talking about Luna, the PR firm. Uh, you know, so I think that was a little bit of a miscommunication. Yeah, and um, I guess I would say, you know, maybe we can, um, maybe we can flex on that and say, like, or like, I mean, just a, a more of a general question: 
any specific um, conversations you want to talk about or, you know, with any specific groups. Again, it's very hard, you know, basically can't really comment, but there's lots of conversations happening. It just, you know, there's like, there's chatter, but it, it would almost be disingenuous to present as like, oh, this is, it's like, no, it's all chatter. So who knows? Sure. Oh, and then Gilfoyle followed up on that too. All right. So, um, <clears throat> Back in the chat, uh, Warthog's next question is: Do you have a uh, have you set a deadline to finalize the bonus? Well, I think the snapshot's supposed to go live. You know, I thought it was supposed to go live today, so I don't know. Whenever that goes live, in theory, that would have all the details. But haven't been too involved with that, so don't know. Fair enough. So the next uh, question in the in the chat or in the chat is from Alex, and I think it's one worth worth answering. And I think I, Publius, I'm sure you have a thought. I also have a thought. Um, Alex asks, why don't we feel comfortable commenting? Um, get your thoughts first. Well, it's really, I think Warthog did did a great job of responding, which is that it's speculative. So just because there's conversations happening doesn't you know the conversations are effectively meaningless so uh if there was something on the table that the dow should be presented with uh that would be substantively different but at the moment there's really just conversations happening and uh uh, conversations might you know it's like yeah it's just not appropriate to comment at this time i don't think and it's not like there's anything being hidden at all uh, it's more, you know, don't think it would be appropriate in the scheme of, uh, like we're not in the business of sharing rumors, you know, like, oh, so-and-so might, might be in, so-and-so might, it's like, the, you know, that's crazy. So, uh, that's not, that's not our role within the community. Yeah. And I guess my only, my additional thought is, you know, based on experience outside of, uh, decentralized finance in you know things like business negotiation, um, giving some some space to have conversations without public pressure is a is a much better place to be. And as soon as rumors start moving around, a lot of times the individuals involved, you know, the groups or or individuals suddenly feel a significant amount of pressure. And you know we don't want individuals that might be considering you know, taking part in this process, we don't want them to feel undue pressure. We want them to be able to make good decisions. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just not advantageous to, to be too speculative. So, um, next question in the chat is from Midianair and um, who, Again, I always appreciate it when someone um, apologizes in advance in case something's already been asked. 
Um, but uh, they're wondering if the team would be uh, working towards any additional marketing methods to drive engagement for the barn raise. And maybe this is a good, another good question for Mod. Well, yeah. we, we'll comment first and then happy to yield to Mod. Uh, there's a lot of interest in from the media. And so in particular, yesterday had an interview with the Wall Street Journal, uh, and they're going to be covering the barn race next week. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and, and following up, uh, following on that as well, uh, the main thing that we want to highlight on how, like, we're, we're, we're going to create the videos, we're going to create content, you know, around what the barn raise is, we're, we're, go, we're, we're you know, we have songs, we're going to have, uh, have it coming out as well. Uh, but the main thing is that what, what the marketing uh, uh, focuses on is, is on the value proposition of what this barn raise really means. So we're not, like, relying on any gimmicks. We're not relying on like you know some hype or something like that that's going to you know make this barn race successful. What's going to make this barn race successful is explaining to the people and to the to those who's participating in the barn race what does it mean, how and how can they participate in it. And this is where all of our of our focus uh, is on. Much appreciated, Mati and Publius and Midianair. The end of his 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 um, question is you know certainly. It's certainly a good observation that at times uh, the crypto world can be known for uh, having short attention spans. And I think that that is a very fair observation um, you know, when I think about this process and, and what, the, um, what the team of core contributors is wrestling with is you know, understanding that, you know, that, that, that time really is of the essence for exactly the reason they describe Midianair. But at the same time, wanting to be as um, careful an approach as possible, um, you know, maintain the intellectual honesty that we've worked towards, you know, over these last few months and, and knowing that like just pushing too fast without being thoughtful and careful could, could end up putting us in a place that we don't want to be. So there's, there's some kind of, balance and you know I, I think that we're working pretty hard to try to achieve that balance between speed and quality okay so Looking down through the chat. Oh, um, Castle Black asks, what's the voting weight on the snapshot? Uh, it'll be, I think it should be the same as the last one for the Halborn audit, which was from the block prior to the attack. So stock ownership prior to the attack. All right. Next. The Invincible is the next that I see in the chat with a question. Who also has a... Man, that's a cool PFP. I like that. Be Invincible, you got to tell me if that's an NFT. I would... I would If that's an NFT from Sirius, I would look into buying one of those. 
Uh, Be Invincible asks, do we have any type of signal as to um, as what we expect to see the community raise um, during barn raise as opposed to outside funding? Uh, Not at the moment. I think we'll have to wait and see until how it actually plays out for that. Yeah, and, and I think Be Invincible thinking through that even asks a little bit Oh, a little bit later, just, you know, is that a, a bit early to get that insight? And I think that's that's probably the right the right observation. It's just a little bit too early to to tell and and, and it may be too early to tell right until it, it starts to happen. So um oh, good. No, I was just gonna say, you know, I think until after it closes, it'll be hard to have the real data on that. And even then, right, you don't have exact data on people using new wallets and stuff like that. Sure. Yep. Good point. So Tyler B. has a question um, kind of in between being Invincible's two or two thoughts. Um, and I don't know if you – so talked about the bonus quite a bit already. Um, Tyler B.'s question is, what will the bonus look like? Any additional information or insight you want to share on the bonus? I think we covered it before. That's fair. All right. So Alex asks, um, what are your thoughts on what you might be willing to invest during the raise? So not sure if we're comfortable disclosing that. And furthermore, it feels almost a little bit like that would corrupt the market to say what weather we would putting we, we would be putting our bids in at. Although what I can what what I f- do feel comfortable sharing is some of the analysis we've been running to figure out what the best weather to bid is. And I don't even know if I've we've decided individually what we what we might want to do. But I think on the one hand it's pretty compelling to try to bid with like a zero percent weather at the on the first day and try to get in the very front of the line and lock in some sort of instant return and then uh have liquidity think that's very attractive uh think it's also attractive to try to place bids throughout the pod line uh at different weathers to try to dollar cost average in effectively uh have thought about just placing kind of a lump sum bid at the end, you know, with the max weather, but think that that's probably not optimal behavior. So have been trying to just play through all those scenarios. But in terms of dollar amount, uh, it's certainly not going to be substantive at the personal level. Just, you know, the vast majority of our personal wealth uh, was erased on Sunday. So don't have a lot of... uh, cash line around and uh given all of the legal bills that also seem to be piling up given what's gone on also uh particularly cash poor so uh i'm sure we'll <laughs> i'm sure we'll we'll do something but it, you know it's not going to be uh millions of dollars if you know what i mean so it's not going to move the needle in any capacity but certainly intend to participate uh to some extent probably very fair All right. Uh, Be Invincible as a follow-up. And um, 
asks, is there any content needed from the community? Tons. And I see J-Dubs, who's a community uh, organizer, already reached out. So uh, lots of stuff. Shout out, being Invincible. Love you, Derek. That's awesome. And J-Dubs, thanks for the follow-up, too. All right. All right. So Warhawk has a comment, but I'm gonna um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it uh, just because I know that there's things in the works. So it works. So Warhog says the NFT and/or POAP idea recently floated by Dumpling could generate some uh, more marketing hype for the barn raise. People love NFTs. You know, all I can say is yeah. Uh, definitely think there should be some NFTs for this. Have not had anything to do with it, but uh, think there's some people working on it. Yep, and that's exactly what I was going to say. I know that there is a group of people that are working on it. Um, I have not checked in with them recently, but I know that they are. Uh, they're trying to figure something out and trying to have something very much oriented to the um, you know rising of the Phoenix theme. So. Folks working on that as we speak. Um, I don't think I have any more details than that, other than to say that we got folks on it. All right. Um, next, Beanwashed, who also has a pretty cool, that's a complex winter edition NFT. Um, so, a little bit of a lump of text here. I will do my best to do it justice. So um, they say, we all remember the delta on the curve pool and what it meant uh, for the uh, for upcoming generalized minting. It occurred to me today that if we're relaunching on a liquidity pool based on a stable and not and not at that um, that perhaps this could mean the minting schedule will be more would more closely align with the former curve pool and not the former Uniswap pool. Am I thinking about this right? So, sort of, but would make the argument that the large delta in the curve pool was a function of the fact that Beanstalk couldn't mint fast enough because it was only minting from the Uniswap pool, so you had an excess buildup. Um, but agree that there is some economic difference there, and you know that should be discussed more. But at the moment, this is all in theory, and will will be considered you know what what pool ultimately is deployed in the a parameter of the pool for example uh you know that's that's up for discussion effectively all right and um beanwash just ended his his question by just saying um if so it's not insignificant and should definitely be, uh, we should be trying to communicate ahead of the barn raise. Um, okay, Be Invincible follows up with, uh, okay, so Be Invincible out of comments. Next question is, uh, from Castle Black, is there a minimum target on the fundraise? No. And from a theoretical perspective, feel like if there was no money raised, 
then that would effectively be Beanstalk restarting from scratch. And therefore, um, you know, in short, if if there's no money raised, that's just like restarting Beanstalk. So any anything on top of that is gravy. Very fair, yeah. I, I would agree in terms of how I frame this process in my mind. It's it's not really a question of um, will the protocol itself be able to restart and function. Really, in my mind, the question is how big is the haircut going to be? Agree. Okay, so next in the chat. Um, so the Black Knight asks, um, so they say, uh, quick question regarding the lost funds. I understand the team is in discussions with the FBI and curious if any exchanges like Binance are, um, are aware of the exploit and if we've had any dialogue with them uh, directly or through, through a third party. So haven't been too involved in this process, but uh, going to reply with what uh, Silo Chad said, which is that uh, they've reached someone's reached out to Binance uh, via an introduction, but still waiting awaiting a response from them. Uh, there are several chain analysis firms hunting things down as well, uh, but as of now, uh, you know, haven't it doesn't seem like there's been direct contact with Binance, for example. But uh, if the funds reach those exchanges, uh, think that you know that at that point in time you know, there'd be more action to be done in theory, whereas now it's unclear where any of the funds are as far as any of us know. So it's one of those, like, being in touch with Binance is one thing, but there's nothing to do as of now. Very fair. And yeah, that, I think that is, um, it's an interesting point. And Black Knight, definitely appreciate you bringing that up too, knowing that um, I think, Binance just had a tweet about a different scenario where they did have um, some stolen funds that were attempted to be traded on Binance and they ended up seizing them. So, you know, interesting the level of um, involvement that Binance has taken and certainly something worth, you know, worth keeping an eye on as this, this process continues to evolve. Um, Warthog has the next question that I see in the chat. And um, it's a good one. So they say, saw the curve vote to remove the gauges. Are, um, are we planning, planning on submitting for a new bean three curve gauge as soon as possible? Well, the short answer is yes. How soon is as soon as possible? It's unclear. Will the first pull be bean three curve? That's also unclear, but the idea of... Uh, Proposing another gauge ASAP is high priority, or at least we would think it should be. Very fair. So Kuju has a uh, question that's something of a confirmation, and it kind of harkens back to what you just mentioned a minute ago. Um, they basically ask, just to confirm, um, we could have, during the barn raise, we could have multiple bids from a single wallet address. Sounds like that's that's Correct. what you were. Yep. All right. 
Okay. Um, so, uh, so AJ had a follow-up, um, and it's basically just asking if there's anything else relevant to talk about in terms of the legal situation. Not at the moment, but you know, we'll we'll obviously, you know, share share whatever whatever we know as it comes up, if you know what I mean. But really, haven't heard much at the moment. All right. Looking through the chat. So, um, next I see is uh, from from not sure, and they ask, will there be a change in the price oracle since there is no bean ETH pool being used? So the structure at a meta level of the oracle will not change, but the intermediary asset will change. So it probably wouldn't be Ethereum. It's likely to be three curve or the four pool or, you know, another decentralized asset. Uh, but that would be able to trade in a stable swap pool. So um, IGWT has a kind of a similar follow-up, um, just asks how the price of Bean will be determined if there is no Bean ETH pool. So, in short, the let's take the Bean 3 curve pool as an example. Uh, the virtual price of curve functions as the dollar value of 3 curve. Uh, not curve, 3 curve, excuse me. And so, in short, uh, Beanstalk can, and there's some pretty complex maths that go into it, uh, you can check out the white paper for some something similar that only related to the BDV of deposits, not exactly the USD value of it. So it's it's not exactly a delta B calculation, but the concept is uh, you can derive the dollar value or the bean denominated value of assets in a pool uh, on curve thanks to the virtual price. Okay, scrolling down through, and I know we've worried about we got five minutes to go. Um, we're we're keeping up right with the uh, the list of questions in the chat, which is great. Um, IPO asks, have we considered insurance, and whether that would be possible here in the event of another exploit? So, at a protocol level, 
I've never really felt like insurance makes sense because being stock at scale is likely to be larger than in any insurance plan. However, I think that, and this is an idea that was presented to us over the past week, the idea for some sort of special deposit account or a contract that facilitates deposits but takes a portion of the bean seniorage and allocates it towards some sort of insurance plan, you know, that's that could be done at the individual level. That's very compelling. So we hope that's one of many things that is built on top of Beanstalk in the not-too-distant future. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, there, I imagine there will be individuals that would, would seriously consider that, myself included, admittedly. Um, all right. So next, the chat. So, so Romy asks, um, if you would Eli five them on why participating in the barn raise would be beneficial. Well, I'd appreciate it if you read the question, Rex, because I think it's sure. the question is why participating in the barn raise would be beneficial to them, right? Mm -hmm. It's very clear why to some people it's beneficial, but Romy's question is substantively who, 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 you know why? Why is it? Why is it for an individual participant uh, interesting to to participate or to lend to Beanstalk? So there's a couple things to be said here. One, at a high level, what's interesting is based on individuals, right? And what makes sense for one person is not going to make sense for everyone. Uh, but uh, if you had prior conviction prior to the attack. Uh, that Beanstalk uh, is is legit, and there's you know there's something to be said for it. It's hopefully gonna make a meaningful impact on DeFi in the in the near future. Uh, that this is an opportunity to lend to Beanstalk, right? And if we look at the demand for soil over the past month and a half. Uh, there's basically been no soil and it's been selling out constantly. So this is due to exigent circumstances, like a one-time one thing where now there's going to be a lot of soil for a short period of time. So uh, it's, it's unclear why to each individual, you know, it's very hard to say why one person may make sense for them or not. And, you know, certainly don't want to give... Uh, advice on what makes sense for for each person, but the concept is if you're a supporter of Beanstalk, this is a uh, this is a very interesting way to 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 accumulate uh, some exposure to Beanstalk in the long run at a, at a price that certainly wasn't available last week. So uh, you know, not not too much otherwise has changed. Yeah, I appreciate that clarification on the individual benefits. Certainly. Certainly worth clarifying. So, being invincible, um, asks, have we considered using something like Juicebox as an initial raise platform to see what our totals look like? Then we can vote on pulling the trigger to deposit into beans versus resetting. Don't know what juice box is, but uh think that there's like a whole product design 
mission happening within Beanstalk Farms to build out a cool U UX for this thing. All right. Well, uh, looks like we've gotten to the bottom of the chat, and by golly, it is 10 o'clock on the dot. Um, any closing thoughts, Publius, before we cut everybody loose? No, just want to say thank you, everyone, for coming and uh, bringing your questions. And uh, yeah, this is uh, things are moving fast. Can't believe it's been a week. Indeed. All right. Well, we've got more stuff coming up. Um, tomorrow is the uh, is the um, Twitter Space with Caesar, correct? Uh, I think so. Thank. Let me look at the events list. Yep, that's right. So that's going to be tomorrow at uh, at noon Eastern, and um, can feel free to use the link in the events uh, portion of the Discord to uh, hop onto that Twitter space. And we'll look forward to seeing everybody then. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night.